The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. It is Tuesday, September 14th because it would be Monday. But the Raiders and the Ravens game went to overtime. It was a thrilling game that we're going to talk about right now on a podcast episode sponsored by... Oh, yeah. Bud Light. That's right. Pick 6 is presented by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Share a limited edition Bud Light team can with us as you listen along. If you don't have Bud Light limited edition team cans, you can get them right now. Go to BudLight.com slash delivery to order. I've got a Panthers bottle right here. Breach is sitting on a Bengals bottle. Look at that. You know Breach cracked one after that win. I've got a first place Bengals bottle. Yeah. Oh, first. Also, Wilson has a first place uh, Steelers bottle. I may have a first place Panthers bottle. I think one of the bottles are good luck. <laughs> wow. Bud Light launching us into first place. <laughs> uh, as we point out, cool uh, artwork on the can. Icy blue, game day, touchdown, black and blue. Black and blue attack, two states, one team. And uh, you can get yours. BudLight.com slash delivery. We're actually joking in the chat because I had my my uh, my Skype setup rated and I got a good rating only because of my um, my Bill Murray artwork back here. I think it's what saved me. Otherwise, it's just a clutter of random sports memorabilia and cool Bud Light stuff. But I digress. Raiders win 33-27 in an OT thriller. I mean, what a capper to a gr- like week one was great. And that game looked like it was going to stink. It was 17-10 going into the fourth quarter, and the game finished 33-27 with the Raiders winning in insane fashion. I I, I mean, the, the final 15 minutes plus overtime of that game were some of the most exciting football of the weekend. And it, end, it ends week one. It's a perfect spin forward for the NFL. It's exactly what they wanted. We kick off week one with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. And now, Wilson and Breach, we come – the end of week one and of course what, I mean, what better way to celebrate the, on this podcast and the Raiders winning on a Derek Carr walk-off touchdown pass a couple things first thing it keeps the Bengals and the Steelers in first place in the division which is important <laughs> uh number two congratulations to Breach and Brinson I'm picking the Raiders straight up somehow to win that game John Gruden and Derek Carr wanted to make you lose that game but they somehow were uh overcome with uh, feelings in another direction by the time the thing ended and I want to leave you so I was going through the play by play, by play while we we're waiting for Breach to finish 
typing up his 15 words of, of grades. And I was wait, like, wait, wait, wait. is Breach slow typing? Is that a thing? Are people, are people aware of that out there? Are you kidding me? Have you ever seen Bruce Almighty when he's answering all the prayers? That's how fast I type. That's crazy. We are live on YouTube. After every Monday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night game, we go live on YouTube. If you like this podcast and you're up for any reason, come hang with us. We'll chat online. And if you guys, oh, clearly Breach is a slow typer if we wait in this long. Yeah. That barn burner, that's true. That. <laughs> so, yeah, we're live every Thursday Breach night, every Thursday night, Saturday, Sunday night, and Monday night. And Breach, uh, <laughs> there are a lot of stats. Breach types as fast as Gruden gets the kicking team out in the end, out in the end of the game. Oh, which is was, like, they, they got a delay of game putting Daniel Carlson out. To yeah, yeah, no, we'll get to that. Don't, that that's football. a perfect analogy because then you, you, you call an audible and you throw a game-winning touchdown pass. That's like my wife. You know, so oh, before it's a we, typer, but then the work gets done and it's brilliant. Before we get to that, I, the, maybe the stat of the game. It, it oh, look at that one. Breach is oh, a gosh. cheaper version of Sean Wagner McGuff. Oh, he missed! He missed! Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle hammer's complete elation. I can already see my new nickname, Dollar General McGuff. Oh, boy, I would have done that to myself. No, anyway, no, uh, no. go ahead, Wilson. Sorry. All right. Are we, are we good? I'm waiting for Debo to put another comment up just so you can interrupt me and I can get frustrated. <laughs> Debo's hovering his finger over the publish button. Dude, dude, there's probably like 17 more and Debo won't put them up because he don't want to pitch. <laughs> so, I mean, there are a lot of stats that, that we're going to talk about, but as I was scrolling through play-by-play, this is the one that stuck out to me. And Breach, I'll have you guess because you have some familiarity with living out west. What do you think the game time temperature was at kickoff, which was uh, 6.30, 5.30 or 6.00? I'm not sure what the time is in Vegas, two hours maybe. Outside or inside? Well, uh, yeah, you're probably looking at the outside. No, I know some... I am, but I want you to guess. That's the uh, whole point. 101. 114. 114. Oh, 103. All right. What was the humidity? If you get this, I'll be really impressed. Zero. 26. It's 7. 7% is insane. Huh? I mean, that's, 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 pretty, that's pretty miserable. That's where your skin peels off your body because there's no moisture. So anyway, they, they shut the dome. The, the stadium looked fantastic. It was packed with fans. Raider fans are going crazy. It felt like a Raiders game. Um, but as you mentioned, Britson, things got started slowly. And then I think we should start breach with, we'll start at the end and work backwards. Why don't you start with Justin Tucker smoking the field goal and then Daniel Carson one up at him? Well, 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 well do, you start the, do you want to start at the end and work backwards? Yeah, I guess let's start too. there. We have all day to talk. Don't crap all over my segue. Jesus. Okay. Well, well, well I don't do the host tonight. You go ahead. If we're going to start at the end and work backwards, I think we should start in the fourth quarter overall. Because going into the fourth quarter, it was 17 to 10. The Raiders hadn't really done anything on offense. And you're thinking, are they can they even overcome a 17 to 10 lead? Which sounds crazy now because they scored 23 more points uh, and obviously did overcome that lead. And so here is what happened once we hit the fourth quarter. With 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, that's when the uh the, the Raiders got a touchdown, the tie at 17. So starting at that 10-minute mark, uh, Derek Carr threw for 247 yards and two touchdowns from the 10-minute in the fourth quarter mark to overtime. So, like, I know that if you went on Twitter in the first three quarters, he was kind of being dragged through the mud. He missed. He, he didn't throw to Darren Waller, who was wide open for what would have been the easiest touchdown of both their lives. 
Uh, instead, he checked down to Josh Jacobs. So he made a few questionable decisions in the first three quarters, but then he totally redeemed himself. For instance, uh. I don't think we're allowed to say anything bad about Derek Carr. He That was a bad throw to Willie Sneed in the overtime, but it's not his fault that it bounced off someone's helmet. It should have been an incomplete <laughs> it was, pass. It was a bad throw. It was a bad throw. Uh, yeah, no, no, it, it, it was. It's not it his was fault a, it got intercepted. It was a good throw. That he threw a 95 mile an hour fastball, we need to throw an 80 mile an hour change. I want to look, look, I want to fade the living man out of the Raiders next year, next week, because they they were down 17 10 coming into the fourth quarter and they won 33 27. One thing about that though, they're playing the Steelers and the Steelers always lose to the Raiders, so just be careful no, 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 about, no. about that. So the Steelers maybe fake too, but the whole game, the, the first three quarters from the Raiders was horrendous play calling by John Gruden and horrendous execution by Derek Carr. He wouldn't stop lock, locking onto Derek Waller until then, like the one time he didn't look at Derek Waller. He's Derek, running Derek. along the seam on the right side completely. There's not a defender within 25 yards of him. And the Raiders had, I mean, the Ravens, excuse me, had, had set up this defense where essentially Marlon Humphrey was like quasi shadowing Darren Waller. And they knew that Derek Carr was going to lock onto him. And it led to them not, and then Marlon Humphrey gets hurt. I, 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 I'm not trying to take away from Derek Carr. He finished 34 56, which I guess is good for 435 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. And again, the pick was a, a, a wild one in the end zone. That was a fun Vegas game, but that doesn't feel indicative of these two teams at all. To me. I think the Ravens I, lost in spite of them. I think the Ravens wholly and completely outcoached the, the Raiders. And you sort of hinted at it when, when I was trying to get my point across about the 103-degree temperature, uh, how that thing ended. No, just because I was, I was trying to make that terrible joke. That, and, But we, we talked about the end of the game. And, you know, Bre- Breach doesn't want to talk about the field goal kicking, which is odd to me. He's still pining Well, over. I was going to get there, but nope, I— Nope, I'm talking now, Breach, okay. so too bad. We can either we can either go back and talk about Evan McPherson's two field goals yesterday. Let's go from here, and then you reset the timeline breach. It was, a, it was like yeah, you can't you like no- a tiny a tiny little Loki resetting the timeline. <laughs> Maybe a little a little pocket the best laugh. A little pocket Loki. <laughs> Hello Loki. Uh, anyway, you know it's late. Waiting twenty minutes for breach, so we're gonna make fun of him. But I think you guys were writing down jokes about me while you were waiting. Clearly, so so we talked about the interception where Derek Carr threw a fastball and he threw a change up, and a lot of things went wrong, and the ball was intercepted in the end zone. That happened because the two plays preceding that, Alex Leatherwood, the first round pick, Paul started on the one inch line, and he was the only one that moved, and it moved him back, and they were forced to do those things. And of course, he felt like that was gonna be the end of the game. Uh, Lamar Jackson had a couple of fumbles, thanks in part to Max Crosby and, and Carl Nassib harassing him for most of the evening, and, and they deserve a lot of credit. And Gus Bradley, by the way, deserves some credit because we've been talking yeah. about the, the doo-doo nature of this Raiders defense for the longest time. He had them playing much better, much more aggressively. Max Crosby is a stud. They played without Clee Farrell, the number four overall pick from 2019, which, again, just stresses how poorly they have drafted since John Gruden came there. But the reason the interception was because Leatherwood false start, and then um, what happened after that, I sort of felt like the game was going to be over because Lamar Jackson did a lot of really good things, and then he fumbled. And then, of course, that final play. Uh, Breach, I'll let you talk about the final three plays, which to me all right, all right, all right, all right. We're, we're I'm probably doing a bad job hosting here. But let's – well, let's I – th- I think – I want to get to this really quickly. I think that the Ravens had full and complete control of this game and then went away from what was working against a Ravens or against a Raiders defense that isn't good. They stopped running the ball. They tried to let Lamar Jackson throw. 
Greg Roman did this a lot last year. He started moving away from what was working for that offense and trying to be cute and develop Lamar as a passer early on. And this is what ends up with people wondering, are there, is the Ravens offense good? And they were trying and it, it wasn't working. The plays weren't hey, working. Was it, what wasn't working? The, the passing plays weren't working. Well, I great. think, what, but what happened and why Greg Roman went to that and I think he felt like they were working because you look at, I, I thought Baltimore, the, the Raiders defense did a good job of bottling up the Ravens run. They didn't like stop it, but they did enough that it kind of got Baltimore saying, Hey, let's throw the ball a few more times. And then the Ravens second touchdown drive was almost all passes, which you never see from a Baltimore scoring drive. It was like, that's, that's fine. If you well, want, I'm saying so once that touchdown happened, because that touchdown drive had, this is the second touchdown drive in the second quarter. Uh, it started off with a 29 yard pass to Hollywood Brown and it ended with a 10 yard touchdown pass to Hollywood Brown. An amazing touchdown pass. To and, and then you also had, uh, I think uh, a 29 yard pass to Sammy Watkins. So pretty much this whole drive was throwing the ball and Greg Roman's thinking, man, the Raiders are doing such a good job of kind of, bottling up our run that I think we need to throw more when they probably didn't need to throw more, but that that is would explain why he did because they did kind of decide, you know, let's throw the ball a little more after that. But wait a second, wait a second. 17 to 10, the Ravens should have leaned into their run game and grinded on the Raiders as hard as possible and run the ball down their throat and just kept running and running and eating clock. This is what made the Ravens in 2019 so great is that they would get a lead and they would. Jackson led the NFL in touchdowns 2019. Well, yeah, because because you're you're you've got linebackers and safeties creeping up and you're going over top of to Mark Andrews. Well, First I think it could have been a matter of just they didn't trust the backfield they had back there. Some of these guys have been on the roster for two days. And <laughs> so two hours. You could breach. Uh, read me uh, Tyson Wallace's uh, – Ty, excuse me, Tyson Williams' uh, rushing stats. He's been there for two years, by the way. Who? Nine, nine rushes, 65 yards, and a touchdown. But one of that was a 35-yard run on fourth yeah. and one that is not uh, – going to wilt the clock away because the Raiders, that was a fluke play. I mean, In the granted, it obviously worked. A 35-yard touchdown run on fourth and one up the middle is... <laughs> not something you can build an offense around. Yeah, it's not... Number one. Number two, they ran the ball... Three. I would have seen a run up the middle on fourth and one from an NFL team. It was that kind number of- two, they ran the ball 33 times to pass the ball 30 times. You act like they were they were the Raiders and ran and threw it 56 times. I mean, Well, were- that's Brinson's point, though, is that the they Raiders are 50, they're not a 50-50 team. They shouldn't be 33 and 30. It should be like 40 and 20. Like I, I do no, understand they, that they shouldn't be. I don't think forty and twenty is the percent you're looking for relative to. No, he means if you're doing the. I 60, mean, if you 60 run sixty snaps. plays like right. they did, uh, yeah. I don't even agree with that. I mean, <laughs> I, want, I want 55, 45 percentage wise for the rate for the Ravens. It was pretty close to that. It wasn't that far off. I, I mean, I, I'm fine. What pass play in particular? I mean, Lamar Jackson fumbled, by the way, running once and then scrambling out of, out of a sack. Well, I don't think the running play. plays were particularly good from Greg Roman either. Like, I don't think it's he was the RPO stuff. They always run. I'm not sure what your what your beef is with the Ravens offense. Well, the Ravens offensive line wasn't winning either. I mean, well, I, I, that, I, that's where you start the conversation. Alejandro Villanueva, the former Steeler, was not great. And Twitter uh, told you that early. Crosby was wrecked shop tonight. Tyreek Phillips got hurt early in the game, so they lost their guard. I mean, they had some issues along the offensive line. And that's you can't fix that in the middle of a game. So yeah, that's fine. Like the offensive line right. is a concern. All right. So let's so let's let's take it 17-10. I think they should have been running the heck out of the ball. They weren't doing it. Let's fast forward to the fourth quarter where we look at where frankly 
I, I think I swear to God, Russell Wilson said the S word on ESPN two. <laughs> I swear to God, I heard Travis, it. Travis Kelsey did. Oh, Travis Kelsey definitely did. I swear it was getting like so hairy in there that Russell dropped an S, and everyone was like, "You know what? We're just going to agree not to mention that ever again." And I don't blame him. It was fun. So the Ra- the raid the Raiders Ravens games are very annoying when you're recapping them. The Raiders <laughs> had a five play, forty one yard touchdown drive that tied it up at 17 all with I believe about nine nine twenty four left in in the uh, in the game and that was I think that was a drive where it should have been a hundred rib for a touchdown catch but he got massively like wailed out on and so they threw the flag and then Josh Jacobs comes in and runs in for the touchdown at that point you're thinking okay tie game and I had bet the second half over and it was looking it was dead in the water and then all of a sudden you're thinking okay maybe we got a little shot here and then th- that's when breach things got weird, right? Yeah, that. So we're talking after the Josh Jacobs touchdown, seventeen all, seventeen all. So then you get the Ravens, who had not done anything the entire second half. They had the one field goal drive and kind of imploded, doing what you didn't want them to do, Brenton. They were just sprinkling in a little too many passes for your liking. And so all of a sudden, you know, it seemed like they were left for dead. And then they put together probably their best drive of the entire game. I think uh, it was longer than either of their touchdown drives in the first half. Um, and, and they just went straight down the Raiders throat. We didn't need to go play by play, but ended with uh, Latavius Murray getting an eight yard touchdown run. And it almost seemed like the Raiders kind of were like, you know what, get in the end zone. Just give us the ball back because we feel comfortable moving the ball on you now. And so all of a sudden, it's 24-17. At this point, it is like Derek Carr put on his Superman cape and said, yeah, I, I I know I wasn't great earlier, but we're not losing this game because then he drove them straight down the field. They tie it 24-24. By, by um, the way, sorry, not, I, I actually think there was a – do you remember the, you know the Cam Newton moment where Cam is like, goes like – like nods his head on the sidelines, like very gifable or whatever? I think there was a shot where they caught the car and he made like a little pouty – I'm about to go do this face. And, <laughs> and, goes like Derek and with it, when it's car, you just kind of like chuckle because yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then they flash the stat on the screen. I don't know if you guys remember this, that he had the second most fourth quarter comebacks since 2014, since his rookie year. The only person who has more is Matthew Stafford. I don't know if that's because they're always trailing because uh, yes, it is. struggles early, but it, either way, if you have that many comebacks in the fourth quarter, that's impressive. And, and so all of a sudden, uh, it's 24 all after he gets that 10 yard touchdown pass to Darren Waller. What was the Ravens defense doing? How are you letting Darren Waller catch a touchdown, a game tying touchdown? That's literally the only guy that you don't let beat you. Triple team him. Let Zay Jones catch it like they did in overtime. So Waller ties it. <laughs> By the way, that strategy didn't work. He caught it. <laughs> that, that is that is true. But <laughs> I do wonder if Marlon Humphrey, Waller beat Mar- Marlon Humphrey got hurt at some point, I believe, in the third quarter. He came back, though. It was short. Oh, right, right. But, he, but I mean, yeah, if you're hurt, it's, it's harder to play football. And I mean, I think he was exhausted. He was covering every good player that he was covering. He was playing, he was playing his mind out. He, was, he had to cover Darren Waller. He had to call it cover Hunter Brian Hunter Edwards when he got hot. Had to yeah. cover Hunter, Hunter Renfro. He didn't cover Henry Ruggs because Henry Ruggs, I don't think, was out there until the final 15 minutes. Henry Ruggs still over, still hitting his yardage props. That's no. hysterical. So I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me. So now we're, we're it's 24-24. The Ravens are driving, and it, it seems like they're driving for the win. This is going to be possibly the final possession. And they get a first and 10 at uh, the, the Raiders 37 after Lamar Jackson had that long run that was almost 30 yards. So first and 10 at the 37, 
And at that point, it seemed like John Harbaugh was playing for the field goal. Yeah. They they just ran basically three plays right up the middle. You're not okay with that? Not when you're at the 30 something yard. Like, Wait a second. I'm let, not let playing, me, I'm not playing for a 50 yard field let, goal ever. Let me let me stop you. Number one, it's the the best kicker in NFL history who you love. It's it's weird that Breach is making this case, but yes. number two, the Ravens literally had 35 seconds when they got the ball back in no timeouts. So I'm not sure what the problem is. Well, the Raiders had 37 yeah. seconds and no timeouts. The problem is if you get a first down, you don't play for the field goal. You still have a timeout left. If you get one first down, the game's over. You, you did run they, the did they make the Did they make the field goal? I mean, I don't, yeah, they is, lost the game. If, if you get, I tend to agree with Breach. I, 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 I see both. I'm the guy that loves field goals. I, I see both sides. You're run as much time off the clock, make them use their timeouts. You feel like your defense can stop them. Which they haven't make, done in make, the entire fourth quarter. That's the thing is once once Humphrey got hurt, it felt like they couldn't stop the defense. So maybe be just take one aggressive shot for a first down. And I mean, I mean, worst case is you leave him with a timeout. I mean, no, I, the worst case is you hit Willie Steed the hand and it goes up some guy's helmet and it's an interception. That would be a disaster. But don't throw to Willie Sneed one. Well, he's on the other team now, but yes. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm trying to find the win probability because I would imagine the win probability, given the scenario that played out in real time, was probably 80% maybe. I don't blame. But if you get a first down, it's basically 100% assuming. But what's the probability to get a first ball. down breach? I mean, you have to do the math, that math into that. My, my, I understand what you guys are saying, but it seems if your kicker is, uh, what's his face that the, missed the week one kick last year for the for the, the Bengals. Right. <laughs> You go for it from the 12 yard line because that's where you missed it from. If you have uh, Justin Tucker, you feel quite comfortable. To, and and you're the, you the best rushing offense in football. So you run it three times against a bad rushing defense. And you're like, if we pick up a first down, it's gravy. Worst case scenario, they don't call, worst case scenario, they call their timeouts and they get the ball back with 35 seconds left. Best case scenario, John Cruden poops his pants and doesn't call a timeout. And we kick, you know, he's like trying to save it. And we kick it and, and we walk off. I, I see both ways. You go for the first down. If you do that, you can clinch it with the field goal and it's over. And it, it, that it, I, I feel like that feels like a, like at the time breach, were you saying, why aren't you yes, going for the first down? Absolutely. I, in my head, I was thinking, why are you playing? For, well, Ryan, all you have to do is look at the clock. The Raiders had all three of their timeouts. There was no way that there was no way <laughs> that the, the Ravens could get the clock below 35 seconds. So the Raiders knew that, Hey, if the Ravens are going to play for that first down or are, are, are going to play for the field, well, that's fine with us. Cause we're gonna get 35 guaranteed seconds. And if you're John Gruden on the sideline, you can immediately start planning that next possession in your head because you know how much time you're going to have. It's there, there's no question. And I, don't, so, I, actually, I don't remember watching. I mean, I remember watching, but like, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to think of how, I mean, how aggressive was the Ravens defense I, frankly, I kind of got screwed up. I was, I had the like the, I was watching the feed, but I kept drifting over to the Manning feed. <laughs> Man, Manning feed was too distracting. Was I had to change it away so I could focus on the end of the game. Yeah, was the uh, was Martindale overly aggressive on that the very last play of the game? He brought ten guys. <laughs> oh no, no, on the on the on the field goal drive in the fourth quarter where the yeah. Raiders drove down thirty-seven seconds. They were basically in kind of a prevent defense, saying we're going to give you whatever you want across the middle because you don't have any timeouts. Clock will keep running. Clock run out. What so they, they should have. So in other words, they didn't play their defense. But here's the other thing to think about. Like, so Breach wanted to go for it, and said they leaned on the kicker that, that makes 91 percent of his kicks. He striked. No, it. no, no. I wanted them to go for a first down at fourth and two. You kick the field goal. I'm not. No, no that's what I'm I mean. Not debating that's, that. Okay. No, I, I just want to be clear. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You wanted him to keep 
pushing the ball forward before they got to the fourth and two. But he stripes the the forty seven yard or whatever it was. They have thirty seven seconds left, and everything goes right for the Raiders. They still have to make a fifty five yarder. Obviously, they made it, and he Carlson smoked that ball. I mean, that was fantastic. It was actually fun to watch as a person who's not a, a Ravens fan. <laughs> but but I mean, every single thing went right, despite the fact, as Brinson noted earlier, John Gruden was sort of had his head up his butt for a while. Derek Carr struggled in the first half. Yeah, that's and, that's, that's a fair point by Wilson. Is you you put it on Gruden and Derek Carr's plate, and, and Daniel Carlson say beat us with a sixty yard field goal. I, I, I kind of like my chances if I'm if I'm Harbaugh there. Every time. Every single and, time. And, and Derek Carr has made such a big deal out of this all week. It's been really annoying. He's complaining. On the two out. drives before that oh God, final go. field goal drive, Derek Carr was 9 of 11 for 107 yards and a touchdown. Okay, that's fine. Well, I'm just saying, he's picking them apart. Why are you thinking your defense is going to stop him at that point? Because they 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 did stop him and they had to make a fifty five yard. Thirty five seconds, no timeouts. They need didn't to, stop him at all, Ryan. They drove right down their throat, right. and then they ran out of time and kicked the field goal. I think it's I think it's I think it's I, I don't think it's a a disgustingly stupid move by Harbaugh not to. You go. know what? Here's what I'll say: is that Har- John Harbaugh is usually a very aggressive coach, and it surprised me that he was not aggressive. And also, Wink Martindale was not aggressive on these final two possessions of regulation. I think that was the most surprising part. Being being passive there is a little weird. So but anyway, the stats might have told him to do that. That's worth noting. All right. So the Raiders make the fifty-five yard field goal. It goes to overtime. <laughs> this game just gets crazier. <laughs> I mean, it was they got really good in overtime. Yes. You know, you know what it was like? It was like Breaking Bad. Like season one was really slow, and then things got crazy. Like, whoa, whoa, there's seven dead bodies. Yeah. Or whatever. They were in the RV out in the desert uh, by the time this thing ended. So the Raiders get the ball in the kickoff. And I'm, I'm trying to do the, I'm trying to run it back through my head. So they, they're in like a terrible spot, and Carr bombs one down the field to the right end of the right side of the right side of the field. Gets caught. It looks like he's in. Everybody's celebrating. They're going nuts. That, that was the first 33, 33 yards to Brian Edwards on a, or on a third yes. and four from the Baltimore third. By the way, I think hit the Brian Edwards over rush, receiving prop. All, all these props were dead. All the un, all the overs were dead until they just weren't. It was an Undertaker gift. They come flying out of the coffin. And every like Henry Ruggs was supposedly ruled out with a hamstring injury. And all of a sudden he's <laughs> catching a weird moon ball from Gary It's ridiculous. So Edwards catches that pass. It looks like he's in. Fans are going nuts. It's, 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 Raiders are celebrating. The guy, the announce, the PA announcer is going. The game is not over. The game is not over. They no were, one listening it, to him. He's short. I think they ran one play. Right? Didn't they run the? Did they run one play? It's stuffed. Yeah, Jacobs runs up the middle. It's stuffed. Then they come up to run on uh, uh, second down. I let me interrupt you quickly because I just found the win probability. No, no, the Derek Carr QB sneak. Let me finish. Just let me tell us quick. Uh, 80, 84% chance they were going to win after they kicked that field goal. That's 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 why they did it. So go ahead. That's right. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, Bridge. Uh, What's ahead. the percentage Sorry. chance if they go for the first down? It's it's like 99 if you get a first down. Oh, oh, oh. Take it out with your buddy. Anyway, it, yeah, it go ahead. The sneak, and then they fall start. And this is this is actually why I don't remember this game is because I was all I was watching was Peyton and Eli's reactions every time somebody <laughs> screwed something up on the Manning broadcast. I was like just taking pictures of them because they would just be like, "Oh my god!" But like, like every time Waller somebody would drop one, they were losing their minds. Anyway, the Raiders get a false start. 
They try to force a pass in the end zone. Car, it's a bad pass from Carr. It gets popped up. It hits a Ravens player in the head. It bounces over. Another Ravens player grabs it, and it's an interception. The Ravens then go uh, five plays, seven yards. They fumble, and you're thinking it's time for a field goal. And it's like, and everybody's like, just kick the field goal and first down, bro. They run one play. They then get a false. They get a delay of game as when they run the field goal unit out. Well, hold on. You can't just gloss over this. Okay. So okay. they they run the play. It's it's uh, Kenyon Drake up the middle for one yard, and you sort of right to, to your point. They're they're going to kick it at this point. They're the twenty six yard line or stay in town. Right. And so they they you know, muddle about for about five seconds, and then they come off the field. Apparently, the Carlson was over at the kicking net, not even paying attention. <laughs> like no one has any idea what's going on. They roll his ass out there with nine seconds to go. They have no time left. This is a team that this is the team that the Ravens lost to. A well-coached Ravens team. <laughs> They're trying their hardest. They're playing the probabilities. John Gruden's yelling into his microphone that no one's listening to. He's reading out all these plays that the Mannings were making fun of for most of the telecast. Uh, Carlson comes back off the field. They bring the offense back on. He's like, "What? What are we doing? Here's what you do. Like, here's what I was thinking, and probably a lot of people at home were thinking: If you want to bring Carlson out there and you have 20 seconds on the clock. Just have Derek Carr spike the ball, and don't waste don't waste time and have to be delayed game penalty and bring him out there for no reason. Like it was, the lack of preparation is mind boggling. A, a delay of game on your opponent's twenty six. Well, so your classic um, is your classic comparison is would this ever happen to a team coached by right. Bill Belichick? And the answer no. is there is a zero percent chance that would ever happen. Well, there's like a. 0.01% shit to what happened, and then Belichick would kill everyone on the team. And then, or right. cut everyone the next day. I mean, by, by the way, before that, before even before, like right before um, when we thought Brian Edwards had scored, and as you mentioned, Brinson, the, the announcer said, everyone, please stay in your seats. This game isn't over. We're reviewing it. John Gruden's just walking around the sidelines, peacocking around. Here's what Bill Belichick would do. Here's what Mike Townsend would do. Here's what John Harbour. You call your quarterback over. Hey, get the team together. We're gonna have to call a play here. Everyone's out there celebrating. Derek Carr's talking to people. Time out. It's insane. And in Gruden, and Gruden said, "You know, he's thinking we're at the one yard line. We got to touch. It's over. I, I like we already won. No big deal. I mean that that is just a the worst case. We're gonna kick it. Um, and I will say, yeah. So that's completely on the coaching staff that you don't have your kicker ready. Your kicker needs to know. I'm because Daniel Carlson's probably look at the scoreboard, sees it second down. He doesn't need to be anywhere near the sideline ready to go on the field. He can be at the kicking net." So that is completely on the coaching staff. And people are wondering why you would kick on second down. Back in the day when it was sudden death overtime, at which it was at this point, it was pretty common to kick on second or third down with the thinking being that if there's a bad snap or something, the hoarder can just spike the ball and then you can try it again on the next down. So it's just kind of a safety mechanism to have there in place. Uh, but to go from what would have been a 44 yard field goal to a 49 yard field goal. That's why Gruden sent the guys back out. Cause you cannot, that's where things get dicey. 45 and in you usually feel pretty comfortable, uh, sending a guy out for a clutch kick, but anything over that, that's where, yeah, I don't know if they're going to make it. Um, so that was that whole situation was bonkers. So they, so they bring the offense back out. It's like, wait, 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 like are you going to drive for four yards? And next thing you know, Derek Carr is just bombing a moon ball up in the air and, and the, the cameras cut down. It's just the ball's landing. And by the way, Zay Jones hasn't been seen this entire game. And all of a sudden Zay Jones is catching the walk-off touchdown pass. And Derek Carr actually praised Zay Jones for being a hard worker and uh, how, how well he's done on primetime games. But, and that's how the Raiders won. It was, 
it was it was it was weird because it it was it felt like a Seahawks game. You know what I mean? Like it, it was it was like it was like stuff was like wait why is this happening? That shouldn't that what are you doing? The idea that Gruden could walk his kicker out there with no time on the clock and not be ready and get a delay of game for the twenty six is is pretty unfathomable. It's a, it's it's an embarrassment at any level. It's an embarrassment at peewee football level. If you're have no idea, I, it just there are no words. And I know he's not getting fired no matter what. But you know, as Breach just noted, Bill Belichick ain't doing that. Mike McCarthy, who I crush all the time for his conservative approaches to going forward on fourth down, isn't going to mess that up. I don't oh. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I, there aren't many coaches that Wilson like. My 17-month-old baby wouldn't mess this up. This was just such common sense that it really is. If the Raiders would have lost this, my God, I can't imagine how depressing that press conference would have been because of all kind of the blunders they made. But it doesn't matter because, as Gruden said afterward, what did the Raiders say? Just win, baby. All right, so here's – I've got an ice-cold take presented by Bud Light that somehow John Gruden, ironically, through his foolishness, and and I guess it's more Zay Jones and Derek Carr save Mike Mayock's job tonight because Mike Mayock, who drafted as his first pick ever, Cleveland Farrell over his, his first pick. Everyone, everyone and their brother knows it was Gruden who makes these picks. Drafted Cleveland Farrell over Josh Allen, the pass rusher, and more importantly, over Devin White, who looks like a potential all-pro for the next 10 years. Drafted Cleveland Farrell number four overall. On about an hour and a half before this game, maybe two hours before this game, Cleveland Farrell was listed by the Raiders as inactive. The only you can't have a fall guy if you don't push him off the ledge. And when you make your first, the first ever pick by your GM, who and everybody's in the hot seat and everybody's talking, when you make him inactive for the first game of the season, that sets it up. That sets the stage. And yet the Raiders still managed to win. And I think that helps to push Mike Mayock's job a little bit further down the road. I still think he's probably in trouble, not because he's bad at his job, but because John Gruden is looking to blame somebody else, bring in a new GM and keep that 10-year contract going so he can try and resurrect the Raiders or something like that. This is a luck box win by Oakland. If the Steelers weren't so lucky, I'd be interested in fading the Raiders next week. I still may do that, but my high school take is that Mike Mayock's job is safe somehow because John Gruden botched it. And then Derek Carr found a, a Hail Mary moonshot touchdown to Zay Jones, and it gives Mayock a little reprieve for one more week. That's my high school take presented by Bud Light. Your thoughts? And uh, you owe a dollar thought. to the jar. That's my thought. You said I have a thought real quick. You, need to... you said Oakland instead oh. of Vegas. Oh, they were in in Ryan's they were Washington in jar. They were in Oakland when he drafted them. Okay. <laughs> oh, I have a thought. Um, yeah, Tom wonders why he said Oakland as well. They were in Oakland when they drafted Cleveland Farrell. Leave me what do you think about going going to could going to break? I, I don't think are we doing a break? I don't think we're doing a break. What we are gonna do is tell you that the NFL season is here and to celebrate Bud Light just unveiled their limited edition team cans. Are we just yeah, really we're doing this? Custom design for each fan base. We had some of ours tonight. We'll crack a few more on Sunday. They're hitting stores now. The only beer you're going to want to have in your fridge this season, head over to BudLight.com slash delivery now to find out how to get yours delivered. Again, that's BudLight.com slash delivery. Yeah, I meant, I meant read, not break. My bad. By the way, uh, here's you're not, a group. You're not a technical guy. It's fine. 
I, I can't read real. Ryan's trying to be the producer. Yeah, I know. Trying well, people kept asking us. If you're, a, if you're a producer on the Manning broadcast, commercial. <laughs> you heard that, right? I actually, I was telling Devo before I actually sort of liked it to give give me a heads up that they could they're going to commercial. But uh, here's what uh, Gruden said after the game about the the kicking situation where they couldn't find Carlson. Our kicker was warming up in the net. No one could find him. Things worked out. That's a great. By the way, hope isn't a plan, yeah. and that's the plan that apparently Gruden is. And also, for. what kind of coach says no one can find him when the kicker <laughs> is at the? One place he hangs out on the sideline, the kicking right. net. Yeah. He wasn't no, in the, he was like, what? He's at a bar. He's yeah, like, like, he wasn't in the Lamar Jackson duty. He's mingling with the fans. <laughs> yeah. He was right there on the sidelines where you he's always the see him. On the sideline, he's at the kicking net where he should be. If I'm John Harbaugh, I am furious that I lost to those clowns. And right. no, no, disres- no disrespect. To, uh, Derek Hart played really well. Darren Waller played well. That defense was awesome, especially the front four. Uh, but to John Gruden's sort of uh, – ham-fisted coaching style where he's just sort of, nah, whatever. He, John Gruden's, actually, John Gruden had a bad offensive coordinator job because he's calling the play. But he, he didn't have a good game tonight, I didn't think. Well, I think one part of me wonders if Derek Carr has very little faith in some people not named Darren Waller. Like he, uh, Henry oh. Ruggs dropped a couple passes early. Hunter Riffrow is incredibly reliable, but he's not a guy that's going to, Average 15 yards per reception. Do you know? Do you, have you looked at the target numbers? 19 and 10. <laughs> 19 targets for 10 catches. I mean, and they, he was, I, I think that Darren Waller is probably icing his hands tonight because he's he had so many balls come his way. But uh, 19 targets is obscene. It's, it's nuts. In fact, what did Lamar have for final completion numbers? 19. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he completed 19 passes and 19 targets went Darren Waller's way. Yeah. I, yeah. I, all right. So let's let's spin this forward and look at these teams and uh, what we think is going to happen. I guess start with the we'll start with the Raiders because they won. That feels fair. And also, who who could possibly know who's playing the Ravens next week? Certainly not Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he does. He didn't need to worry about that stuff though. You saw that? Oh, that's funny. No, it's it. But he he's you know he's I mean, sort of a- Peyton was like so Travis you know uh, you, do you do you like work extra hard on watching this game you know if you're playing the team the next week he's like well yeah the Raiders are you know they're in the division so I'm definitely grinding on it and he was like all right will we play the Chargers and he goes, oh 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 we might play the Raiders the the Ravens next week he also said he eats chicken wings while he watches a game and he said I was a knucklehead in high school and missed a lot of college co- uh, football games yeah. because of it so yeah, that's why he fell to the third round knucklehead. but um so Raiders at Steelers. Next week at one o'clock. I mean, I would put the line at minus four and a half. I think. Steelers, uh, obviously Steelers. Yeah, does that sound right? Is that too high? Minus yeah, three and a half, I'd maybe. Think, yeah, I'd like the Steelers at four and a half. Okay, it, it's a tough. You know, you're the Raiders. You just played in overtime on a Monday night, so you have a short week. You have to travel across the country. You lost. Uh, you know, you you have a bunch of guys who are still dealing dealing with injuries. Who knows if they'll be back by Sunday? I just think, and coming off an emotional win at home, seems like it's going to be a stack. The Raiders, the Raiders play incredibly well against the Steelers. I want to say but it's, but it's in Pittsburgh. It's not. In I, yeah, I feel like it when it's matter. in when they, when they played in Oakland. I would dollar for that one. I would dollar for that one. It's not in Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay, I'm just telling you. I've seen this movie before, so we'll see. Uh, Debo says the early line is Steelers minus wow. six. That yeah, four and a half. I would hammer six. Sounds about right. Over under 47 and a half. Well, here's the thing that'll be interesting to see. The Ravens offensive line is a huge concern. The Steelers offensive line, uh, 
actually played relatively well for a young unit. We'll see how they do. Max Crosby is a problem, clearly. Um, Carl Nassib, Carl Nassib is a problem. Yannick Ngakwe is a problem. He came out, I think, with a tweaked hammy, so we'll see where he he's at. Um, so, again, those those are things worth watching. It is sort of funny that I'm looking over my AFC. Uh, here are my AFC North, uh, my AFC picks to win preseason. Uh, their, their respective divisions. Bills lost. Browns lost. I had the Ravens go to the playoffs. They lost. The Titans, they lost. The Chiefs are only saving grace that I have. So, oh, wow. Congrats on picking the Chiefs to win in week one. No, no, to win the division. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, it's, it's, it's Unlike Brinson and I who picked the Raiders straight up, and I also I bet the Raiders when they were down 14 to nothing. I even told Brinson about it while it was happening. You told the whole the whole CBS crew about it. Celebratory music. I know, I'm, I'm dunking on Wilson because he didn't pick the... Uh, they they was, got up to plus 500, Wilson. When they were down 14 nothing. I was like, you know what? They're playing okay. Why are you guys so... Are we just guessing, Brinson? I, I didn't do it. Recently. No, but you bet. Why would you take the Raiders uh, at all? Night at home. You just watch the flow of the game. It just yeah. didn't feel like the Raiders. No, were no. Like before the game, game. Monday, night, Monday night at home, a big crowd coming in. Okay. You know, you, I mean, half the reason was because they beat the Saints in their home opener last year. I just feel like that that Vegas vibe. You know, the other fact, team is going to Vegas. I feel like it's gonna be a great home field advantage in, in with this, fans. In this year four for Gruden, I want to say he's uh, three and one with the only loss to because um, he beat the Broncos. With Joe Flacco. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he beat the Saints. Wait, or what are you talking about? In, in home games? Oh, no, I'm thinking about home openers. Isn't he three oh, and in one? openers? I think he's three and one in home openers. His only losses to McVeigh that year when it was it was the second Monday night game. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Gruden's pretty good at home openers. And then so that's three in a row now, too. Yeah, exactly. So I like the Steelers in this spot. I like, I'll tell you, I like Najee Harris in DFS a lot. You can run the again. The, I sort of touched on it earlier. The Ravens abandoned the running game. They could have they could have leaned on it, and it maybe it's Greg Roman ran out of his playbook. I don't know, but I th- <laughs> I like the idea of the Steelers feeding Najee. He played a hundred percent of the snaps against against the Bills. That's crazy. They're just yeah. this well. Guy- I think the one thing for the Raiders though is that a lot of us thought they were going to be like a nine and eight, eight and nine team. But this is one of those swing games where it says, "All right, now it feels like they're definitely nine and eight. Can they steal another game and maybe get to ten and seven? No, wait a second. People thought this was a nine win team. I thought it was a seven win team. I, yeah, I was going to say nine is awfully rich. I had them at nine and eight, and I had them you winning the, this game. You have the Bengals going winning twelve football games. Yeah. <laughs> In first place in the division, they're the Steelers. Yeah, I mean they're tied first place, but that's what you say. When at any like, rate, I I like the Steelers in this game. A six is a, six is a lot, but I don't know that I the Steelers defense looks good. I don't think the Ravens. De- I think I think the Ravens defense was good until Marcus Marcus Peters gets hurt and then Marlon Humphrey is banged up. The Steelers can do a lot in terms of their personnel to to basically just bracket Darren Waller, and then you force Derek Carr to if he's if Derek you put Derek Carr under they can they can put Derek Carr under pressure with a bracketed Darren Waller, and he's just trying to throw some. The Steelers might blow them out. Well, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I will say this: like the Bills' offense is much more high powered than the Raiders' offense, especially in terms of skill position players running routes. Uh, the running back is different. Josh Jacobs is obviously better, but he was banged up. But I think, you know, thirty-one seven Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about all that. But anyway, just something to keep in mind. Okay. So let me ask you this. If uh, the Ravens lose, are we concerned about them being 0-2? I was we always say, the, that's a much more interesting conversation. Because we always have the week two conversation. All right, when you go 0-2, these teams don't make the playoffs. And 
I don't know if they went 0 2 last year, but they started out slow last year. The or they won their first game, then then lost later. The Chiefs minus three over under 55 and a half. Holy moly, that's it. That's a Monday night game. Oh, no, Sunday night game, right? Sunday night, yeah. yeah. Sunday night. So Sunday Monday night, night is Brenton, the Ravens uh struggled mid-season last year. They started five and one. That's what it is. Yeah, sorry. By the way, the 0 and 2 thing changes now because we have 17 games. So maybe that's a break if the Ravens happen to lose. So oh, that's a good point on that percentage. So it's Ravens. I it's got is it Chiefs? It's gotta be Chiefs at Ravens, right? Must yeah, be. Chiefs are in Baltimore. Yeah, Chiefs at Ravens, Chiefs minus three, over and over under 55 and a half. I think that the way we saw that Chiefs defense play yesterday, I think that over might be in play. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the second half over. You know, and the thing, the crazy thing is if they do fall to 0-2, you know, we're talking about uh, an AFC where, what, it took 10 wins to get to the playoffs last year or a 10-win team missed the playoffs? The Dolphins missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're really behind the barrel if you're 0-2. and you're 10-5. and five. Wait Lamar a second. Ja- yeah, and Lamar wait, wait, Jackson. What does is, what is behind the barrel mean? <laughs> good call. Good call. Find the barrel of the gun. <laughs> that means you're shooting the gun, dummy. Find <laughs> the barrel of the gun. Well, you, why people don't say you're behind the eight ball. You say you're behind the eight ball. You if know, you're behind the barrel of the gun, you're pointing the gun at someone else, numbnuts. <laughs> also, if you're like behind the barrel, but Wilson gets his redemption. <laughs> behind the barrel. Wilson was waiting for that. That is not that is not a phrase. <laughs> it is it is in the breach household. They say it all if the you're time. behind an actual barrel. Oh, like you know, like the barrel guy who wears the, the barrel <laughs> behind the barrel. Why are you behind a barrel? He's hiding. What is, what is, why are, why you guys so don't many, use that? Why are there so many barrels in your house? Uh, uh, we make beer and whiskey. Why there else you go. wouldn't there be? All right, behind the barrel aside, what were you talking about? So, well, you're Owen too, and the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Uh, has never beat Lamar's never beaten Patrick Mahomes. Oh, and three. It's always been pretty ugly early. Uh, you, you know, the Ravens are a team that what do they do? What Brenton was talking about. They want to get a big lead and then run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, which is not what they did Monday, but that's what they usually do. And they haven't been able to do that against the Chiefs. They've fallen behind big at halftime. Uh, in the three games, Mahomes and Jackson have faced each other. The Chiefs have outscored the Ravens by an average of 13.3 points in the first half. Uh, you know, we've seen Lamar Jackson's ugly record when trailing at the half. I think he's either won zero or one game ever in his career. Uh, so they start trailing. And this, this is one lose. of your big things, Breach. And, and you're not wrong. I mean, the, the Chiefs should own everybody, but they own the Ravens. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will want to be on the Ravens because they're 0-1. They're going to be desperate. But, you know, well, people, if you can't well, beat a team, say, you can't beat Oh, they were better than the Raiders on the road with crowds. Now the Chiefs have to come to Baltimore. Yeah, I think I think that the Sharps or whoever will want to be on Baltimore plus three at home. But this is a different Ravens team. I mean, they well, as you've talked about, they had a ton of injuries. I mean, yeah. it's unfortunate to the running backs, but luckily it's a running back position. You can replace those guys. Or maybe maybe t- they'll have a Lev Bell. Is this is this a Lev Bell revenge game? Oh, my God. Andy, Andy <laughs> Reid certainly hopes so. He would love to see him out there. But, I mean, losing Marcus Peters, as you mentioned, is a big deal. You, I don't know if Marlon Humphrey is hurt or not. I mean, you mentioned him coming out. I don't know how the, the extent of it, so we'll see about that as well. Because if he's out, then that's a wrap. Tyreek Hill is going for over 200, and uh, Kelsey's going for over 150. If if Marlon Humphrey's out, Chiefs minus three is free money. I, I certainly feel like it. I don't know what the because the Raiders' offensive line was not that good tonight. And Alex Leatherwood didn't have a great was, game. Was, was pre, I thought it was pretty good against what I, I at least in the second half. 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to back Mahomes in this spot. Yeah, it's it's we're getting to the point that unless Patrick Mahomes is playing Tom Brady, you probably uh, want to go with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think you should back the quarterback who's literally never lost a game in the month of September. But they're just he's on fire. Also, 30, 35 touchdowns, zero interceptions, eleven and zero. And there's a, there's a good chance that the, the Chiefs, who came out at home, by the way, lethargic against the Browns, and were slow on offense and were getting run on, will come out pretty aggressively. Uh, John Harbaugh is, a, is an Andy Reid mentee. I, yeah, I think I think, I think it's a thing for Andy Reid. I think he knows that Harbaugh is you know his guy, one of, you know, his former special teams coach. They'll come out aggressive, and if the Chiefs get a lead, and you force Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman into calling passing plays, then and with you know maybe the Chiefs get some defensive pieces back, like Tyron Matthew. All of a sudden, you Frank really Clark. have a chance to press down Lamar Jackson and yeah. you know, take right. the running game out of it, and that's how the Chiefs end up. What about breach the extra day that the Raiders had uh, the Ra- the Ravens had to play and going into overtime? Yeah, I mean that's rough. You look at what the Ravens' travel schedule is going to be. They are not going to be back in Baltimore till like four or five, six a.m. Tuesday morning. On so a, coming off an L, right? Coming off an L, you don't get great sleep. You're basically losing a day, so you're almost losing a day and a half on this short week which is rough when you're playing one of the most important games on your schedule or one of the most difficult games on your schedule. And it's, it's this game for the Ravens does feel a little bit like this. The obvious comparison is the, the bulls against the Pistons in the late eighties, right? You can't get past this team. In fact, they came to get to this team. So if you're the, if you're the, if you're the Ravens, you're feeling a little pressured, a little tight. Can you beat the chiefs? And the Chiefs are rested, coming off of a big win where they stole something, and they're not. You know, Kansas City, Baltimore not, is an easier travel schedule than than uh, Vegas to Baltimore. Yeah, I like the Chiefs in this spot. Here's I, a fun I, fact: up until tonight, the Ravens had won 98 straight games when they had a 14 point lead or more. Wow! That well, is to, to be clear, Breach just stole that from Adam Schefter. I was I about to give Schefter credit. Oh, Unbelievable. You gotta credit it first before you say it. Yeah, I mean that's that's what? journalism no, one one. I, I say right. that's that that's from we're 50 minutes on a Monday night football recap bottle. That that game was fun. <laughs> we're gonna get out of here on a on Breach stealing from Adam Schefter. That way Breach can never complain about people stealing from him again. Oh, oh my god, this is insane. <laughs> Almost as insane as that ending. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Stay behind the barrel. <laughs> I Googled behind the barrel. The only thing that popped up was like whiskey review. And exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. He, oh, you're right. Oh, he missed. He missed. Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a Never not muscle. Fun. And there is complete elation. Oh, Kevin, we owe Kevin Harlan $42 million. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be if you're, I will be back tomorrow or something. I don't know. We'll see you guys later. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.